The following show contains spoilers for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And also the plans to the Death Star. We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive... Welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a rebel without a cause. It's Chris. Is that a song? Is that, it is. Is that, is that part of a song? Yeah. yeah. I'm a rebel without a cause, because the Death Star blew up twice, and now i got nothing to do. I'm not sure that's how the song goes. But it should be. Good singing, Chris. Ah, thank you. I, 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 I don't practice. In opposite world... Ah, I got you. Sweet burn. You're just mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I've crushed your dream of one day becoming a singer in a Moss Eisley cantina. Yeah, I could have been there. The the little aliens with the bulbous head has a... Probably not exactly how it goes, but I would have been in there as well doing that while they were playing. Would you have been singing along with them as they were playing the music, just going do-do because you couldn't play the music? uh, I'll be doing words as well. These are words to go with the song. Okay, okay, I didn't fit exactly. It's a work in progress, man. They're reviewing my CV as we speak. What are, what are we talking about? It's Star Wars, isn't it? It's Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Directed by Gareth Edwards, who you would not have heard of from his film Monsters, which he directed. But you would have heard of him because he directed the 2014 version of Godzilla. Is that really 2014? Yeah. Wow. It's only two years ago. It seems like that film was way older. Right. Star Wars. It's the first anthology movie not related to the main story of Darth Vader and the Skywalkers and Luke and his adventures. No, this is a brand new film with a brand new feel, brand new directors, brand new direction. And does it stand up? Because we are going to tell you if it does stand up in our classic reviewy bit where I talk about the film, Chris talks about the film for 20 seconds, then mentions a review he read, but then (laughs) can't remember the title or the context of that review, and then spends 20 to 30 minutes asking me questions uh, about, I don't know, why they didn't send a droid with a video camera down to the planet so Darth Vader could choke them all out, all the rebels with his force magic. Is that one of the questions you were going to ask? close but we'll get on to it It, actually there is quite close yeah good i look forward to that segment Mm -hmm. chris what's the plot of star wars at rogue one well good question i'm glad you asked it (laughs) for anybody who's familiar with star wars when the first stars film came out and it was all about destroying a death star prior to that film they had the uh, the events of stealing the plans this film just covers how they get the plan the pain and the uh, anger and the loss of life that goes through obtaining these things and then nobody ever speaks about it again. But it just makes everybody else in the original trilogy seem like dicks, doesn't it? Shallow arseholes. Yeah. Now Luke... that we know what they had to go through to get the plan. Yeah, and they never get mentioned again, ever. Not once. It's because they didn't exist. Nobody planned this far ahead. And also, this screws up Star Wars Battlefront, the game. Because when Rogue One was announced, they released an update to uh, have a fight squadron that comes in doing bombings and they called it Rogue One. However, in the film... 
which is set before the events of this, the game, uh, Rogue One is, um, spoilers, wiped out. So how can they be in the game, which is after the film? Maybe it's the call sign that they use to kind of remember and pay homage to the brave souls that stole the stars to the Death Star. They stole the plans to the, the Death stars Star. The Death Star. I think they <laughs> stole the stars. <laughs> it's quite late. I've not even had time to make a proper plan for this podcast, so we're flying by the butt of our seats, mm-hmm. by the seat of our pants, by the shorts of by our... The, the sweat of our hair. The, the uh, sweat of our the hair. The tips of our fingers, the quickness of our guns. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, back to you. We have no plan, basically. No, we don't. Which is obvious from <laughs> that rambling exchange. Great. So, Felicity Jones plays Jin Ursa, the daughter of Matt Mickelson's Galen Ursa, who is a scientific genius, the brains behind the Death Star. He's kidnapped and coerced into making the Death Star, and because he's on the inside, he manages to, without anyone noticing put in a deadly flaw into the into the Death Star, which is the exhaust port that Luke blows up in A New Hope. And it's Jin's job to acquire the plans with a, a ragtag team of rebels who are, it's fair to say, they're not your granddad's rebels, are they? These are mean and gritty guys. What do you mean granddad's rebels? <laughs> what are you saying? No, they're not old guys. They're uh, middle-aged guys. And they're aggressive and they're not afraid to get in there. They're not your honourable Han Solo scout. Well, Han Solo honourable? Have you seen Star Wars? I have. He's never shot a friend of his in the back, an informant that trusts him in the back like Captain Andor does in this film. So your rebels, they're going to extremes to fight the Empire. It's a bit uncalled for shooting him. I don't know why he shot him in the back like that. Is it because he didn't want the stormtroopers to catch him and... Oh, uh, yeah, probably makes sense. Yeah, didn't want him to tattle yeah. on him and go, hey, I know this guy. He's pretty high up in the rebel ranks. What a bastard, isn't he? I do know what's depressing as well about this film, I've realised. This film is quite depressing. When people go, it's the Empire Strikes Back, it's real dark and gritty. No, it's now the Rogue One. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is a fluffy puppy dog <laughs> compared to Rogue One. No, it was... Gene, um... What's her name? Gene? June? Jin. Her dad. Gin and Tonic. Uh, <laughs> the only people that knew that her dad created on purpose this floor to take out the Death Star, again, all died. So as far as history is concerned, he's remembered as a guy who built the Death Star and was responsible for all the deaths that came from it. And no one ever knew that he uh, secretly helped destroy it. Yeah, nobody knows that he meant to do that. Um, he intended his grand creation to go up in a blaze of glory at the hands of a humble moisture farmer said humble really weird but we're gonna roll with it oh dear other characters in this chris k2so played by alan tudique a guy named al (laughs) yeah al comic relief droid character in the same vein as c3po well i know he was your favorite character (laughs) yes i love a sarcastic Uh, prick (laughs) i think he could have gone either way because there was obviously the good way like c3po or the bad way like jar jar c3po in what film i like c3po do you like him in Attack of the Clones? Maybe. Might headbutt you. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yes, I like this new droid. What's C2? K2SO. No, okay, so, yeah. K2SO. Mm. It doesn't roll okay. off the tongue like a BB-8 or an R2. They say it? K2, don't you? Yeah, you should call him T2. T- Terminator, Terminator reference. Yeah, Terminator reference. Why not? 
Train spotting reference. No, it's Terminator. I don't think Disney won a Terminator reference or a train spotting reference. Definitely not the train spotting one. Definitely not, no. Yeah, I like the droid. Good comic relief at some point. A sad emotional death. Well, uh, not for me, but for you, because I know who's your favourite. I cried. I burst into tears. Mm. Had a bit of an emotional uh, yeah. passing there. I, I did as well. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, other members <laughs> of uh, Jin's hastily put together rogue squad. Oh, very hastily. Yeah. Well, not in- even put together. But people were picked up on the way. Yeah, just hitchhikers they picked Pretty up. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Include Donnie Yen's force-sensitive blind character. And I can't say his name, but the other guy. You know the one I mean. The, the guy with, with the big guns. With the, with the, yeah, the rapid-fire cannon type thing he had. And a bazooka. I don't know if that was his or whether he just grabbed it from one of the other rebels that died on the beach. Maybe, yeah. What but a he... nice beach as well. That's the first Empire planet I've seen where I was like, that's nice scenery. I could live there, yeah. Yeah, I was like, the Empire, okay, they're not bad people, they have palm trees. Well, they do kind of stop everyone leaving the nice planet. And, you know, having a flyabout by encasing the nice planet in a shield. It's because they don't want people to ruin the nice planet. They're protecting the environment. Pollution? Of course there's no pollution. Have you seen what they fly with? Do you see any fumes coming out of them? Just raw radiation leaks out. (laughs) (laughs) Much safer. Better for the environment. Raw radiation. Yes. So yeah, the feel of this is a lot darker and grittier. But it does... It still inhabits the world of Star Wars. I'm sure Gareth Edwards had a lot of restrictions on how crazy he could go. But yeah, it's, it's, it's got a good feel. It is darker personified by the ending we take no prisoners when it comes to spoiler warnings but everyone fucking everyone bites the dust in this film it is a star wars snuff film that is what it should be called (laughs) a snuff film a star wars story yeah it is it is horrendous isn't it the highest death count Uh, not including not something from a massive explosion I'd say it's the highest death count of named characters, characters that we care about, yeah. rather than faceless people on Alderaan or on the Death Star getting blown up. Um, these are characters that we've come to know through the film, and they get massacred, which they kind do, yeah. of expected, sort of. I didn't want them to die, but they don't show up, and they're not mentioned, like you said, in the in the other films. Yeah, so there must have been something. I did realise about halfway through, I was thinking, oh my god, they're all going to die. They're not going to make like, it out. Oh, of this. no, they're going to die. And thinking about the individual deaths, had they survived the individual ways they died, uh, they still would have died anyway. Yeah. But we'll get uh, on to that, I'm yeah, sure. So. Yeah. We get a few other characters that pop up. A CG Grand Moff Tarkin. Now, for obvious reasons, Peter Cushing could not reprise his role as the Grand Moff. So, seeing him here, surprising. I'm glad to see him here. You have issues, though. Yeah, his face was too CG. Like, as soon as you look at him... I mean, obviously, I knew it wouldn't be the original guy. Yeah. But anybody else who perhaps hadn't seen... Like, I was sitting next to a kid, so the kid might not realise it was a guy from the original trilogy. But he's, even he would have been like, oh, this is a bit weird. He it looks, yeah, it he looks, looks a bit touch. sort they, of rubbery. Yeah, they did CG a couple of other faces, and, and that fit perfectly. I thought that was fine. See... The Tarkin thing, there were bits where it was, especially when he's close up against um, Ben Mendelsohn's Orson Krennic. But apart from that, in some of the long shots, he looks pretty pretty good. The other one that you're referring to, Princess Leia, that one I thought looked a bit weird. Really? Yeah. I thought it was fine. I mean, looking at her face, it looked out of place because like, the footage of her face seemed older. But uh, I thought it was because I even turned and said to you, I was like, 
Let's see, Gio, did they get and just an actress that looked like Carrie Fisher at that age to stand in? Because I honestly couldn't tell. If that was CG, then I thought it was great and they should have done that with... With everyone. <laughs> everyone everyone should have CG character. I want loads of Han Solos. I want loads of Lukes. <laughs> <laughs> just everywhere. What did you think of all the cameos they had in there, though? Well, who did we have? Let's list them off. We had C-3PO and R2-D2. I like that. We had Darth Vader. We'll come on to him in a second. I really like that one. You did. We had Senator Organa. Didn't realise at first. When it played the music, I was like, okay, it's playing the Force theme. This is significant. I was like, the fuck's that note? Is he a Jedi? I really couldn't look onto it. And I really, it didn't click at all. And no. I was just like, Jack. Who is he's that like, guy? Oh, God. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's Yoda's ride at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. He shows up for a bit. Uh, Leia. Mon Mothma's more of a... It's not a cameo, is it? She's, she's part of the story. Oh, yeah, she's much bigger. Yeah. She's played by the same actress who played her in a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, well, they're having uh, the meeting, aren't they? Yeah, I can't remember her name. But, um, yeah, it's nice that they kept her along because she looks the part. And she's pretty good in it as well. Mm. So maybe we'll get to see her in, I don't know, the Mon Mothma Star Wars anthology Spin-off. film. No. Yes. She's the only fucker alive in the rebellion after this <laughs> film. Oh my god, so many people. I'm so sad. It does make you wonder what the next spin off film is going to be. Because obviously, next year's episode 8, and then they're going to do releasing a spin off, and then episode 9. I think it might be this Han Solo one, because they've cast. They've, they've cast, they've cast Solo. Only. They've cast a guy for Lando. I can't remember his name, but he's pretty good. Um, and Amelia Clark, the mother of dragons herself, is going to be in it. Yes. Who's she going to play? Uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca, yes. An Ewok. She's short enough to play an Ewok. So yeah, it's probably going to be a, uh, a Han Solo film. Darth Vader. Oh, yes. Yes, indeedy. James Earl Jones reprising his voice acting role as Vader. Sounding a little, just a tiny bit older, but he's still got it. He's still imposing and threatening. And this isn't the first time he's reprised it because he's done it for the Star Wars Rebels TV show. Speaking of the TV shows, Saw Gerrera, played by Forrest Whitaker. Saw is a character from the Clone Wars uh, animated TV show. I've not watched the Clone Wars, um, but from what I hear, he was um, fighting against the Separatists and Obi-Wan sort of trained him in guerrilla warfare. So he's got the training of a Jedi, but in this, man, is he messed up. He's lost legs and he's just... Yeah, he's on some sort of breathing apparatus. I'm pretty sure if he took that suit off, he'd do a Vader and die. He's one of the more extreme rebels. Um, I'd say Andor slightly more restrained than Saw is, because Saw's <laughs> a madman. He'll yeah. set a giant slug monster on you, won't oh, he? My. Yeah, Jesus, that was a bit, when they were wrapping the selection, I was thinking like, oh god, this could lead into something bad. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is not what I want from my Star Wars films. That's well, exactly what I want from the Star oh, Wars god. films. No. I want a spin-off of just that scene. Just where did the slug monster But a two-hour long movie. <laughs> oh dear. Darth Vader, let's get away from slug monsters. <laughs> Darth Vader, fanboy out Chris, and go. Oh my god, he was amazing. Two scenes. We get two scenes of Vader on it. The first we see is um, when White Cloak, dude, I forget his name. Orson Krennic. Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. Rocks up to a a lava planet is what we find Vader on, which suspiciously looks like Mustafa. Jack wants to dispute this. It's... 
the planets are given name tags in this and the planet Vader's on isn't given a name tag. So I'm going to call it Mordor because it looks exactly like Mordor. Yeah, he's got a big castle on it. That's weird to have that on there. That's just... Like, it is, yeah. The yeah. Emperor just goes, what's the evilest planet that I can find? We'll put Vader's home there. We'll build him a penthouse. He lives on Mordor. But we first see him when um White Cloak dude rocks up to a, a Bacta tank with two uh, Imperial guards guarding it. Because, you know, they're, they're guards. They guard things. <laughs> Not well, but they do it. <laughs> and then we see um, outlines of a body hanging there. No legs, no arms, no hair. And we get the first uh, <sighs> breathing noise. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is Vader in there. He's, uh, he's having a wash or whatever. He's well, that's a, scrubbing that's his back. back to tank. So maybe he's just being cleansed. Yeah, or well, it healed heals you up does, or patched up. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I imagine he probably gets a lot of infections and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then what next we see it is the scene from the trailer. Where White Cloak Dude, it's just easier to say that name, is waiting. Krennic! Uh, the thing His opens name up, is Krennic! And Vader walks out. He has a bit of a longer walk than what I thought he was going to do. I guess that's to give the audience more time to go, Oh, yes, Vader. <laughs> Vader walks out. He has a little chat. You hear that voice, and it's just like, Oh, this is awesome! He then force chokes him. That was awesome as well. And then he pulls out a sweet one-liner. Don't choke on your ambition! He's like, Oh, Vader, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm here all week! That, that was brilliant. And then he disappears. <laughs> And I had heard rumours that he was going to show up and have a an a Quicksilver-esque uh, movie-stealing scene. Yeah, where he was just going to go against a bunch of rebels and he was just going to destroy them. And the film went on. And I was getting closer to uh, you know what's going to be the climax. And I was thinking, these rumours aren't going to be true, are they? I had hope. A new hope. <laughs> God. <laughs> when um, when Tarkin says about, uh, yeah, we're going to focus on the ground, Vader's going to take care of the fleet and I was like Vader's going to turn up we might have to see him and then he turns up on a starship and uh, destroys this uh, rebel fleet trying to go into hyperspace and I was like we're going to get any more of Vader come on give us some more and then we get the most amazing Vader scene ever he's in a corridor with a bunch of trapped rebels who have the plans of Death Star desperately trying to get this door open and he just plows through the lot of them he does force choking force throwing he's deflecting all these shots with one handed on his lightsaber yeah well he's got a robot hand to deflect all the blaster bolt fire he's got a 360 spin on the hand Maybe. I yeah. love that scene, though. Is that your favourite scene? Yes. It was a tiny bit too brief for me, but it, it is good for for what it is. Mm. Yeah. The space battle in this. Very reminiscent, the, isn't it, of the original trilogy? Well, more high octane. The Rogue One Squadron find themselves trapped on a planet called Scarif, which is enclosed by a planet-wide force field. They can't transmit the plans up to the other rebels with the shield still being on so i didn't catch his name but there's a mon calamari guy it's not akbar akbar's not in this but they do say it's a trap it's a trap thank you admiral <laughs> quite a lot in this film but uh yeah there's a scene where they crash two star destroyers into this shield and break it it is spectacular yeah to I like... say the least that whole end battle uh the stuff on the ground if there's one thing Gareth Edwards does well, it's getting... Because he does a lot of films with big things. Godzilla and the monsters in Monsters. And the and the ATSTs or they've got a, the big walkers in this. AT-80. They've got a different name. It doesn't matter. Um, they, they were hollow. They were missing things on the side of one. One had a little plywood on the side of it. Yeah, I think that's... They like transporting either supplies, troops or something in them. That one just didn't have whatever it was in it. But yeah, when those walkers start shooting, you know it's on. And you know the the Rogue One team are in quite a bit of shit. They're in shit the entire film. Uh, what point are they not in shit? 
The bit where they have a nice tea break on Yavin 4. Yes, and they're eating crumpets with jam. Mm. And then they go to a very stressful meeting in which they find out the rebellion's gone, nah, fuck it, you're on your own. <laughs> We're all gonna die! <laughs> no! So that meeting went well, didn't it? Yeah, it's about as well as, uh, as, as nothing. <laughs> as, as absolutely nothing. It went as well as about the construction on the second Death Star went. Halfway completed before a nervous Nelly scared everyone off. Yeah, that one guy, wasn't it? That one guy, I think the rebellion's finished. And then, you know what I didn't like about that meeting? When she was talking, and then in the background, what is she proposing? Let us speak! Uh, no, shut up. <laughs> there was no need for that. They just threw that in there. That was terrible. <laughs> Down in front, I can't see who's yeah. speaking. I was angry about that. Where's Akbar? <laughs> R2 can't see. <laughs> just someone holding up R2 <laughs> on his shoulder. <laughs> Let's talk about the bad guys. We talked about Vader. Uh, we talked a bit about uh, the Grand Moff. Krennic. Awesome Krennic. White cloak, dude. Well, whatever. <laughs> White cape? Cloak? Cape? I think it's a cape, because it has no hood. Is it a hood, then it's a cloak? Is that how it works? What's the difference between a cloak and a cape? I don't know, and guess what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of, of Krennic and his sleazy ways of uh, drawing people in? And his death troopers. They look cool. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're stormtroopers with black armor as opposed to white. Nothing special about them. Their bigger guns didn't really help them much. Well, they can sometimes uh, hit people. Okay, the stormtrooper actually was better in this film. Like, they were hitting rebels who were behind in cover. But they couldn't hit a blind guy. Who was casually walking up to a control panel. Yeah. Oh, Donnie Yen. Yeah, you sneezy... Uh, not sneezy, I was going to say... Uh, he's, he's got a cold! <laughs> yeah, I liked him. He's very passionate about his work. Freaks out, doesn't he, when Tarkin's like, I'm going to assume control. And he's like, yeah, I know what the fuck you are, sunshine. He doesn't say that, but he wanted to. Yeah, I liked him. He's very, uh, you know what, I'm just going to deal with this. I'm going to sort them out. I don't care. I liked the bit at the end when he's just watching the Death Star fight. On his face, that expression is just, oh, shit. But look how pretty it is. Oh, yeah, that was good as well when they were watching, uh, they fire it for the first time destroy a, what was a once holy Jedi city. Yeah, the city yeah. of Jenna. And he's like, it's beautiful. It's like, oh, you're dark. I like you. Kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> ben Mendelsohn, you might want to get a court order out on Chris. Oh, yes. So, before we get on to surviving Rogue One... Do we watch Rogue One, or do we not watch it? Don't watch it, because it's just depressing and it adds nothing to the Star Wars story. Nah, watch it and then feel sorry for Rogue One that they completely wiped out the arguably one of the most important thing ever in the Rebellion, because at another point would they have been able to get the plans and watch a little 90-odd prick take it. You but still hate Luke. <laughs> you at hate that, Luke. At, at that point... But then when he becomes a Jedi, he's now my favourite. Didn't you say in one episode he doesn't become a Jedi? I think you started off a podcast with a rant like that. Well, he doesn't become... <laughs> he does and he doesn't, does he? He's got partial Jedi training. He knows how to build and use a lightsaber. He's in tune with the Force, but he doesn't do the Jedi trials. He um probably missed out on a lot of Jedi homework. Yeah, no homework. Never been to a Jedi temple. Okay, good. Um, I would watch it as well, but bear in mind... It is the most depressing film in the Star Wars canon. But it is good. But you will be sad and need to eat some ice cream after. It ends very abruptly as well. Yeah, very sudden. It's it's a good watch. Better than Force Awakens on a level? Out of the two, I still prefer Force Awakens. Because I like the characters. I, mean, I, like, I like Jin. And they don't and... all die horribly. No. <laughs> that as well, but you know... You still get to hang out with the other characters. 
until in episode eight, Gareth Edwards gets his mitts on them and, and kills them all. Is he, he's not having anything to do with eight or nine, is he? No, he's not. Yeah, I don't know because episode seven was blasted full of uh, nostalgia, wasn't it? Nostalgia. Yeah. So, uh, and so is this to a point. Yeah. Right. That's our thoughts on Rogue One, but you're not here for that. You're here for the cold, hard survival advice, which Rogue One could have desperately needed <laughs> uh, if they wanted to survive their raid on Scarif. Now, there's no easy way to put this. I've already said it. Everyone on the Rogue One squadron dies. Now, it starts off with uh, K2SO, who's holding off a bunch of stormtroopers whilst... Jin and Andor go into this library basically and grab the Death Star plans and because he's doing two things at once and he's only got one hand to shoot uh, the Stormtroopers because his other's got the weird R2 USB stick thing. He's eventually gunned down uh, but he manages to lock the door so the Stormtroopers can't get in to stop Jin getting the plans. Shall I do this as a speed round? Do you want to speed round it? We'll speed round it. All right, speed round this, baby. You're a giant robot. You're a giant sarcastic (laughs) prick of a robot, but I love you anyway. (laughs) How do you survive? With sass? Can you survive with sass? You're an imperial droid, aren't you? I would simply pull my thing out of that control panel and it'd be like initiating shutdown and just sat down and someone would be like okay we're going to deal with him later because we've got more important stuff to deal with that's quite tame Chris I was expecting you to say pull out your R2 USB stick and then jam it in the eye of the nearest stormtrooper you didn't let me finish <laughs> as you're there stealthily get back up as stealthily as a giant droid can punch through their back rip out the spine and the skull like Predator does and use it to bash in the heads of the other ones <laughs> excellent <laughs> K2SO would have been proud. <laughs> Great. Who's the next to die? It's... Is it Donnie Yen's character? The blind dude. The blind dude. Blind, yeah. As, as he's going to be called from now on. He is. He's pinned down with um, his buddy, the guy with the big gun, and a bunch of other rebels. And they're told that they have to hit this master switch to make the radio signal strong enough for the rebels to receive the signal uh, of, of the Death Star plans. And he's, he's a Force-sensitive guy to a point. He can use the Force to see uh, because he's blind. So he walks out in the middle of a fierce firefight, casually walking over to the control panel and activates the lever, turns, and then there's an explosion. I don't know if it's a grenade. Is it a grenade? Yeah, it's a, um, one of those Death Troopers. They throw it. Throw it, okay. And... He gets caught up in the explosion. Yeah, well, it's good to point out that he was walking back at this point and the blaster shots weren't hitting him. Exactly, again. yeah. So it was his grenade that took him out. So maybe run? Maybe using the force, he spins around and hits a grenade back with his stick. <laughs> like a Star Wars baseball player. Exactly. I don't know why he couldn't have used the force and done that. It would have been like my spidey sense of tingling. Yeah, fair enough. He does have the force. Yeah. Even though he's not a Jedi and he's not trained. But who's to say a blind man couldn't hit a grenade with a thin stick? We're not. No, of course not. Because that's integral yeah. to his survival strategy. Next guy to die is the Imperial freighter pilot. Yes. Who kickstarts the whole plot. He's working with Mads Mikkelsen to warn the rebels that the Death Star is a pretty big problem. Oh, yeah. He, he manages to run back to his ship 
trailing along a cable, plugs it into the ship to get in contact with the rebels. Uh, then a shore trooper, one of those stormtroopers in the the weird sandy coloured armour. Beach clothes. <laughs> the beach clothes. There's sunwear for tanning and stuff like that. Throws a grenade into the the ship and he can't react quick enough because uh, he's got a big heavy backpack uh, on his back. That's where else do you carry a backpack? And it blows up the whole ship. Uh, survival techniques. Chris, you motioned. Yeah, he had more than enough time to take off that backpack. He stared at that grenade for a good six to seven seconds. More than it enough time. It wasn't that long. Oh, it definitely was. It, it, it was. It was. Because I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, run. Run. <laughs> run. And he didn't budge and he went up. So if that was me, I would have dropped the backpack. As soon as I got to the ship, I would probably have taken the backpack off anyway. And then the grenade would have came in. I would have ran back out again. The explosion would have sent me through the air. As I throw through the air, I Superman punch it and my fist goes through that stormtrooper's head or shore trooper's head. Yeah, but there were a lot of troopers out there. Yeah, so. but they'd be freaked out. The explosion would have knocked them all down. Someone would have noticed you flying through the air like Superman punching one of their friends. But the ship explosion would knock them all down. At which point I would have been up and I would have been like, I'm one of the force. I know this lot. Levitate everything. Force sensitive guy. Here we go. New Star Wars saga. Get rid of the original cast. He's not Magneto, and he's not force sensitive. He could and be. He got Do his, you know? <laughs> and he got his brain addled by a giant space slug by Saw Gerrera. Ah. Thanks, Saw, for bringing in that space slug. Had the space slug scene not happened, he would have reacted quick enough to the grenade. The space slug. Yeah, if that hadn't have done it. He affected his uh, reaction time. Okay, so it's and Saw's fault. And fly the ship. It's Saw's fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next guy is Donnie Yen's friend, the guy with the big guns. Mm. He goes out to console the dying Donnie Yen, uh, who's he's pretty cool with this. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be one with the Force. And um, his friend gets up and avenges him by killing Krennic's death troopers with his big gun. Uh, he shoots one of them who has a grenade. Either he doesn't clock the grenade or he doesn't mind being blown up by it. Well, he'd been shot a couple of times prior to that, so he was injured, wasn't he? So yeah. he was on the floor. Maybe he couldn't stand and like, he's like, I'm not going to try dragging myself away. Just looks at his dead friend's body and he's like, yeah, I'm on the force. I believe all that stuff now. And he, then blows up. Yeah, he's probably like Han Solo, though. He didn't believe it. So he was working with um, Donnie and... He's, like, was he Guardians. one of the Guardians, wasn't he? Yeah, it was like what a shit guards they were. <laughs> the Empire ransacked the place and took all this lightsaber crystals. <laughs> Yeah, but there's not much they could do about it, is there? Not the whole empire. They couldn't have taken out the whole of it. I bet they didn't even try it. They probably just went, yeah, it's fine. Surprised they tried it. in this? I like the gun that um, Blind Dude was using. Sort of like a crossbow type thing, weren't it? Yeah, like a giant Wookiee crossbow. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah, it takes out a TIE fighter. But to survive the death of uh, Donnie Young's... Young's? Donnie, Blind Dude's friend. <laughs> uh, don't do a fun or one stand, I'm going to avenge my friend's thing. Just take off your backpack and run. Just flee. Flee for your life. Don't feel guilty about your friend dying. He chose to walk out there. You even tried calling him back. Just flee. Flee into the woods. <laughs> become one with the fish. Flee into the woods and become one with the fish. Oh, yeah, cause what? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have grouped the next three together. Felicity Jones, her mate, the Captain Andor. The Captain Andor. The Captain Andor. And Krennic. Are, they're all still on... Scara, uh, not Scaro. That's where the Daleks live. <laughs> <laughs> They're still on the planet when Moff Tarkin shows up in the Death Star and 
Tarkin knows that they're going for the plans to the Death Star. So he tries to stop this in the most destructive way possible by firing on the library where uh, the plans are stored uh, to destroy them and make sure that nobody gets their hands on them. Uh, It's a solid plan. Loads of collateral damage because he probably killed hundreds of his own men. Everybody in that base died. Yeah. Nothing survived, though. Yeah, Ben Mendelton didn't survive. Jin didn't survive because the the Death Star shoots. Uh, it shoots a little away from the base and it blows up that portion of it. And it's like a nuclear explosion slowly coming in and wiping out everyone. It's very sad. They had time to get off the planet then, didn't they? Not really. Where's the spaceship that they're going to get? I don't know. I'll find one, though. Lazy buggers. They had enough time to get from the top of this uh, satellite thing all the way down to the beach. I'm pretty sure at some point they could have run, run, run to the beach. They could have gone to a hangar or something. There could have been a hangar. There was no ship. Uh, the captain's injured because Jin's got to carry him most of the way so, along the beach. Fly? Yeah, but she's, she wants to take him with her, I'm doesn't she? <laughs> if you want to live and be raised mum like everybody said she would be, <laughs> you got to do that. Oh, spoiler, she's not fucking raised mum. No, there's no way she could get off off the planet any ships in the vicinity have been blown up by the battle uh, if there were imperial ships she probably wouldn't know how to fly them there's nothing that we see she doesn't fly a ship does she that's left to uh, the droid k2 so and and the turncoat uh imperial pirate 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 imperial pirate, pirate. Arr. There are pirates in the Star Wars universe. Let's not get into that, though. <laughs> but yeah, they they made their end that way. And then, shall we do Vader's scene? Can we How kill Vader? Can you survive that? You're in a cruiser that's under attack by the Imperials, the Empire. And then you hear this door open. And then this breathing. And then the room is lit up by an ominous red glow of Vader's lightsaber. You're trapped between an evil space wizard and a door that won't open. It's open partially. Just a tiny bit. Not enough for you to squeeze through. You can get your hand through it. That's about it. We'll say there's ten of you. Well, nine because one of you is trying to get the plans through to Princess Leia. But is there a strategy? You're nodding where you can take out Vader. Please, share it. I don't take him out. This is survive. As he's deflecting all the shots back, just be like, Oh, it hit me. And then fall down. And Vader's going to be so focused on getting his plans, he's not going to stop the check because he'll go through, kill the last guy, he'll rip that door open, and he'll be like, go get his plans. You know, they're so close to him that he's going to be focused purely on that. And then shoot him in the back? No, don't shoot him in the back because if you do that, he, he will just tower and block it and then you're going to die. Get up and crawl away. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. I think he'd still kill you. If you were within lightsaber's reach, he'd walk past and just Assuming slice your head off. you were alive. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it suck if you done that? You didn't realise. Walk along with his lightsaber out and he just like just just cuts you as he goes past. You. And you like, oh, don't scream, don't scream. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Vader's a force to be reckoned with in this film. Mm. Did you like his costume? It's very reminiscent of a New Hope one, even down to the slightly red eyes. That, and then uh, you have the same outfit and all. Uh, it, it changes ever so slightly uh, throughout all of the films. No one Vader costume is the, is the same as the last so yeah well on that downbeat tone with vader murdering everyone and chris cowering in the corner hiding under the com the bodies of his comrades but still alive <laughs> still alive until a wayward stormtrooper finds him and 
shoots him in the face. Um, that was Star Wars: A Rogue One. A Rogue <laughs> One story. That was. It's, uh, that was Rogue One: A Star Wars story. A depressing story, but a good story. But I'm sad. I liked it, but I'm sad. <laughs> In well, which case, the film did its job. It made me care about the main characters. Yeah, well done. Chris, we managed to get through a podcast with no notes. We did good. Impressive. So, next week, episode 99. It's our Christmas episode. Yay! And we all know what that means. We're going to take another look at Die Hard, followed closely by the Grinch, and what would happen if he became a serial killer. I can do Die Hard 2 Die Harder, not the Grinch. Is that really what Die Hard 2 is called? Die Harder? Die Hard 2 Die Harder? How do you die harder? He didn't die in the first one. For him to die harder, it means he's already had to die once. We'll have that conversation next week. If you want to chip in on our Rogue One conversation, or the Die Harder conversation (laughs) that we're going to have, email us, wecansurvivethat at gmail.com, or tweet us, where, Chris? We can survive. Excellent. That's it. We'll see you for Christmas. Keep on surviving. You stole my line. (laughs) May the force be with you. Punk. (laughs) I try to think of a Star Trek quote to throw in there really quickly. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. You tricky! (laughs) I kill you! No. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. It's a quiet thing to say goodbye. (laughs) has ended but we're still really here you're noticing there's another 30 seconds of audio left what could it be though what is it it's a trap <laughs> that's all getting edited now <laughs>